Take two, are we on? Uh, hello and welcome to the uh, latest episode of the Bracing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrow in the Field. And uh, welcome back to Ben. I have missed you, mate. I, uh, we are back with our after our one week sabbatical, and uh, off to uh, Ascot this weekend, covering three races from their Saturday meeting, including the Grade One Long Walk Hurdle, and then we head off our usual trip up to Scotland to close the show out with our football Trixie Battle Top Middle and bottom but racing first as always it's the Howden Handicap Chase from Ascot due off at 1.50 on Saturday it's the first race for us uh, welcome back Ben hello sir and uh, can you start us off with that one hi Ben hello Tony yeah, good to be back missed, uh, missed digging into Scottish football last week <laughs> um, missed you well, more you know, well thanks for saying that somebody's <laughs> got to um, yeah the 1.50 Howden Handicap Chase, uh, interesting little race. Uh, four of the seven runners coming off a pulled-up effort. Uh, two of them failing to complete on both their last two starts. Uh, in fact, almost as many letters as numbers in the recent form. Quite a few of the field. Triple trade, though, he'd be the exception to that. Uh, coming in on a bit of a upward curve still. And he gets to run off the same mark as his last effort, which came at Ascot last month behind Boot Hill. Uh, he gets his prime conditions to run under here. Handicaps in fields of 11 or less and off breaks of less than 60 days. Uh, he's four wins and four placed efforts from 10 starts under those conditions. I also think the step back up to two mile three will be a, a big benefit for him. He does look the, the correct favourite here and I actually thought he'd be shorter than his current price of three to one, 11 to four. So yeah, I do like triple trade. I can't do my fan. It's close enough behind you in the market. Uh, he ran to roughly the same level as triple trade did last time out. I was also behind Boot Hill, also Ascot, but earlier in the month in a different race. He should also be suited by conditions on Saturday. In the November to February period, over trips shorter than two mile four, four wins in three places from ten starts for Cap Du Mathan. I'd have a small query about his actual top level because he's zero from six in races worth ten grand or more. Um, that's probably the only real low grade or sort of low level sort of negative I can mark against Cap Du Mathan. Of the others, Black Jerry, I don't know, maybe just didn't handle Cheltenham last time out. Um, maybe a shade high in the weights right now as well. A little tricky to gauge exactly where he's at for me right now, Black Jerry. Uh, El Barra, perhaps the most interesting. Conor O'Dwyer sends him over for the race. This is his only runner of the day anywhere. Uh, the horse used to be Willie Mullins. This is the second run for O'Dwyer. His first was a pulled-up effort over hurdles at Galway in October. Uh, a race where he just never featured. Maybe never really was in the race anyway. He's had to get some fitness in him. Very hard to know where he's at right now. And at his best, he was good enough to finish third in the 2022 Galway Plate. He is best right-handed and over two mile five or less. Uh, six wins in two places from nine starts under those conditions for El Barra. So if, if O'Dwyer has revitalised him, then I think the horse does have his conditions, but it is, it's a guessing game a little with El Barra right now. I think the same would apply to Shan Blue. Pulled up in his last three starts and I think has I've said for others have said before, he just hasn't looked anywhere near the same horse since he 
fell in that 2021 Charlie Hall when he was 25 lengths clear. Um, he's chunking down handicap right now. He's 10 pounds below his peak. They try cheap pieces for the first time here. They're going to have to work and then some, but um, he's just a hard horse to support right now, Shan Blue. So ultimately, triple trade. Luke's the safest option. He's buying in form. I think the step up and trip will be ideal for him. Luke's an easier race for him than his last run. Gets to run off the same mark as that run. So triple trade for me, Tony. What you got for us? Yeah. I'm not going against you there, Ben. Um, definitely running in really good quality races this term, Triple Trade. Um, Cheltenham in October, Haddocks Desobo, uh, Gary Moore. Uh, for Gary Moore, that's one since. Apparently that's gone to Nicky Henderson's I was reading somewhere uh, recently. I don't know whether it might be dreaming it. Uh, won at uh, Cheltenham in November. Uh, Madara, who finished sixth that day, has come out and won uh, from that race. Uh, it was beaten last time out uh, behind the 155 rated Boot Hill. There's no Boot Hills here. Lots of respect uh, for Triple Trade here. Uh, and getting stronger the more I look at the race. Uh, lots of respect for Sham Blue, but he's so out of form, I wouldn't be backing him with Jimmy Carr's money, to be honest with you, in a secret Swiss bank account. Uh, placed here on good to soft, but improving sort. I do like him, uh, uh, the Triple Trade. Uh, Captain Mathan, I uh, echo what you've been saying about uh, Captain Mathan as well. Uh, from um, Paul Nichols, Harry Cobden, that's going to merge as the biggest danger, I think. Black Jerry, very strange to weigh up, uh, pulled up behind stage style last time. And and I'm pleased you mentioned, because I was trying to work this out, I started looking back at form, and then you, th- you think, this surely can't do anything. We understand Conor O'Dwyer and his son Charlie Dwyer's on it, but I just don't get why it's here. But it's here for a reason, but... I can't put my finger on it. I don't know about you, Ben, but I just... Um, yeah, no, I, I don't get it. It's, it's a strange one. Yeah. I, I don't know. But as, as I said, it's just hard to figure, as you say, what's going on. It's got to be here for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and it's like yeah. Hugo and Anne Kane who own it. I mean, I don't think they're from Britain, are they? They've got, they've got to be over in Ireland, so... Mm. Uh, yeah, um, not not for me, but triple trade definitely uh, and looking stronger as I did the write-up last night and I'm pretty strong on it this morning as well in the uh, Howden Handicap Chase of 150. Good to hear your dulcet tones again, Ben. Uh, 2.25, the uh, long walk hurdle, grade one hurdle over three mile and a half of furlong. Uh, ben, what you thinking here? I've got a couple of biggies, by the way. Good. We all like them. Uh, really good field rocking up for a long walk hurdle this year. Uh, Looks a, a belter of a race, I think. Uh, few young improvers, few of the old guard, a couple of rogues thrown in as well for, for good measure. <laughs> so, yeah, at least, at least a fantastic race, to be honest. Uh, not the easiest race to get some race trends for because it's been rescheduled a few times uh, and run other tracks, but if you look at the last 12 renewals run at Ascot, you find the following... All 12 winners were rated at least 149, had three or more hurdle wins, and had one over at least two mile five. And 11 of the 12 ran in a class one over at least two mile seven last time out. Now, as I said, it's, I'm not sure it's going to be one of the strongest trends races, but a strict application of those trends leaves you with Champ, Paisley Park, Dashiell Drasher, and Botox has. Um, Champ comes here off a wind up. You suspect, or I suspect, he's been saved for this race. 
because um, he's got seasonal debut form of five wins and two seconds from seven runs. So he does always go well first time, first time up, or at least he always has done in the past. Won this race in 2021 on seasonal debut. I fully expect him to be ready to fire for this. Um, he's faded away a little after his last two seasonal debut runs. So as an 11-year-old now, maybe sort of one last shot of glory type of run, just throw everything at the race, go for glory with champ. Pace the park is, amazingly, he's still banging in some hefty speed figures right now. Uh, he's actually waited to turn the form around with Dashwood Drasher from their head 1-2 at Newbury at the start of the month. Uh, he was given Dashwood Drasher £6 that day. They're off levels here. It pays the parts record in this race. First, third, first. So we know he loves this place. And he's another oldie that needs serious consideration for me. Both Champ and Paisley Park are 11-year-olds. No horse aged older than 10 has won any of the last 26 renewals of this, but only four horses aged older than 10 have even tried. So age is not a worry for me, especially given the figures Paisley Park is still capable of banging in. Um, Dashiell Drasher, as mentioned, he's a horse I've always liked. I think you're also a big fan, Tony. But I just think that weight swing with Paisley Park, just think that's just going to make life tricky for Dashiell Drasher. Uh, he's more often than not likely to find one or two just too good for him in the top levels as well. Grade one or two races, he's two wins from 12 starts. He's placed four times, so he'll likely be on the premises, but his record just says he might find at least one finishing ahead of him here. Now, the other on my shortlist is Botox has. Um, compared to the previously mentioned, he's a bit of a young pretender at seven. He's a horse I like. Um, he's a horse I think is very interesting at three miles. Hopefully they've settled on that trip now. He's run twice previously at Ascot. Both times he's beaten out of sight. In his defence, they were over much shorter trips than this. But they were also his only two starts right-handed. So I've got a little query, a little wonder. Does he maybe prefer going left-handed? This run will hopefully tell us more about Botox has and what he likes. But I'm going to stick with the old guard here, Tony, and I'm going for Paisley Park. Uh, Champ and Botox has would be the dangers, but Paisley Park for me. Tony, what have you got? Blimey, for a fourth win in the yeah, in the race third, as well. I think. Um, oh no, yeah, because you won at Kempton last year. Yeah, you're right, fourth win. Bloody hell. Yeah, um, yeah. and he, he, he I, I can't have champ. I, I can't have champ. I mean, both of them are going to be twelve in a, in a, a couple of um, a couple of weeks' time. Um, no, Champ, well, uh, uh, what gets me about Champ, he finished behind Goshen last year, in last year's, uh, in last year's race, so <laughs> Champ wouldn't be yeah, for me well. anyway in, the, in that one, but uh, I see where you come from with Paisley Park, and, and again, uh, echo your sentiments on uh, Dashiell Drasher as well, just, I don't know, just, just can't get him, and I, I've got lots and lots of respect for Crambo. Uh, in this for Fergal O'Brien Jonathan Burke interesting uh, that uh, Connor Brace is not riding uh, I think he went to uh, was placed on Twitter I think yesterday uh, his interview on at the races on why Jonathan Burke is in the saddle I think it's more to do possibly uh, I might be speaking out of turn here uh, more to do with um, the owners rather than Fergal but I think Fergal was fr- fronting up uh, for the owners and explaining can't have West Bill Balboa for some reason um, but I, I, I certainly at the top of the market I'm with Crambo 
But I will be playing tomorrow two outsiders here. Blue King Doro or Doru for Paul Nichols, Harry Comden, currently 12 to 1 in, in front of me. He's gone from handicaps in good style. He's done everything that's been asked for him. He is only a four-year-old. He's won a Class 2 contest at Cheltenham in October. Uh, fourth place, Spirit Dano for Gary Moore. His name keeps cropping up, doesn't it? And uh, has since won at uh, Sandown. Uh, Blue King Doru has since won the Grade 2 Ascot Hurdle last month as the lowest rated in the lineup, but beat four rivals by a length. He's two from two at Ascot. He's one on good to soft. It's a big ask for a four-year-old to win this race, uh, but he has tried before the master trainer, Mr. Nichols, uh, on one occasion in the past, back in 2005. He had a horse finishing second of eight in 2005, and that horse was called Neptune Colonge. Uh, there's one for the uh, from the back record books there, mate. Uh, he did all right, Bumsell, didn't he? He did all right, didn't he? <laughs> did all right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gowell Road is the other one. Uh, Gavin Shea, an interesting jockey book in there for Nigel Twiston Davis, at thirty-three to one. At Gowell Road, I think if any of the main protagonists, as they say, Champ uh, and uh, uh, Paisley Park, Dashiell Drashe, if any of them falter. Uh, we could have Gowell Road and uh, especially Blue King Doru um, uh, picking up the little bits here. Uh, Blue King Doru, very much, I'm on very much his side each way in the uh, long walk, long walk hurdle. It's off at uh, 2.25 tomorrow. Uh, on to the 3 o'clock, the Silver Cup Handicap Chase, Class 1 Handicap over three miles. What's your thoughts on this, Ben? Yeah, it looks a hot race, this one. Some Does, yeah, very, yeah. Yeah, very interesting types in this. Uh, a race I'm going to be covering plenty depth on my member service, so I'll be honest, I've still got a bit of work to do in it uh, once we finish the pod, but I have a trio of race trends for listeners to factor in. Uh, 13 of the last 50 winners all had 15 or less chase starts, 11 or less handicap chase starts, and we're running off a break of 42 days or less. A strip Strict application of those trends, they would leave Black Jack Magic, Hascour Clermont, Gitmaker, lovely name, uh, Switch Hitter, and Bangers and Cash. Um, I don't know about you, Tony, but every time I see Switch Hitter, I read Switch Hitler. <laughs> don't know why. Can't, I can't stop it. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, I don't know, because I just read it there. I almost said it. It's well, just the books you read. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's not be my shortlist. Switch um, Hitler. Switch Hitler. I can't unsee that now. No, we'll see. I've never been able to unsee it. Anyway, <laughs> back to the analysis. Um, to be honest, I could make um, I think I could make a decent enough case for all that five, uh, as well as a few others in the race, because, again, at least a fascinating race. Plenty in here I've got on my radar, got notes for. The Hascure Clermont. He fits a, a Gavin Cromwell last time out winner angle of mine. He actually qualified it on on that angle last time he ran and won at Cheltenham in November. Uh, that form has also given up a, a pretty hefty boost by the second horse, Shambard. Shambard, is that how you say his name? So, yeah, yeah, you know who it is, Tony, because you put Shambard up for the Beecher chase in our last pod. Did um, indeed, did indeed. So congratulations. Big winner, that. thank it, you very much. Seemed like ages ago, but yes, yeah, Shambard, uh, he won the Beecher chase by 13 lengths, so that boosted the form of Haskar Clement's win at Cheltenham. Uh, 
So I think that's a solid piece of form there. Five point claim are on for this Ascot race. It reduces uh, the rise in the weight a little for his win last time out. And he's the one that's he's high on my radar for this race. Uh, Haskell Claremont. Again, I've got plenty of work to do on the race, but that Crom- the Crom- Cromwell last time out winner angle is a strong one. I'm not going to repeat all here, but it fires it just short of 61%. Uh, it looks at Gavin Cromwell with his last time out winners at UK tracks. It's very, very strong angle. Um, so Haskell Claremont, Tony, is the one that catches my eye in the three o'clock at Ascot. What have you got for us? Good stuff. I like um, bangers and cash. It looks a bit big to me, though. Thirty-three to one. I'm not. Uh, I was a little bit um, fancying it a tiny bit, but then saw his his price and I kind of went. Maybe he's not uh, for me. Might do uh, near a post town. Uh, Victorino, course and distance winner uh, uh, last month for Venetia Williams and Charlie Deutsch. Uh, that's around six to one. I may be playing that yesterday, but um, tomorrow. As uh, as post time approaches, but I'm certainly with uh, Blackjack Magic, uh, Anthony Honeyball, Rex Dingle in the saddle at around four to one. Lots of dangerous runners uh, could have turned up here against Blackjack uh, Black Magic Jack. Um, we've got uh, certainly Red Ashtown Lad, uh, Bill Baxter. Easy as that from Venetia Williams. They could have turned up here in this race, and I was quite surprised that none of them have turned up. Blackjack Magic, I think it plays into his hands here. And uh, I think it's a great bit of placing uh, by Han- Anthony Honeyball in this. Excellent winner of the Badger Beer Handicap Chase at Wincanton last month off a £6 lower mark. He had um, three under through five and Froden in behind that day as well. So um, no back number here. Blackjack magic. A bit more rain would help. He's two from three over three miles and all five wins in fields up to 11. So blackjack magic. Uh, for me, in that uh, three o'clock race, the Howden Silver Cup Handicap Chase. Uh, that's the racing done with. It is now time for top, middle, and bottom. Oh, golly, what a boy! The great thing about loving football is you cannot explain why you love it. It just happens. Chasing a ball round a park, wanting one team to win against the other. El Mahani Rayford, Oh, jeezy pips, man. Yes, the bit of the pod you've all been waiting for. Uh, top, middle, and bottom. Have you missed us? Uh, but before this week's uh, selections, Ben, an update from our last episode, if you will. Yeah, if I must. Uh, Tony, one winner, <laughs> two losers, minus four points. Myself, a big fat zero winners, minus four points. Uh, overall totals, me, plus 1.7. I'm hanging in profit. Tony, <laughs> minus 12.59. Ah, oh, this is not looking good, Tony, but back <laughs> to the grind this week. Jeezy peeping, and this week for me, I am going for top Arbroath and Dunfermline to draw at 14-5. to uh, Arbroath finally snapped their losing run last week. I think they can hold Dunfermline here. Uh, Dunfermline are doing well this season, but they don't score all that much, especially on the road. Only uh, Airdrie, I'm going to call them Aintree, only Airdrie have scored less on the road this season. So switch it, I'll take <laughs> Switch it, So I'll take the draw in the Arbroath and Dunfermline game. Uh, middle, 
Alan Montrose, guess what? To draw at 23 to 10. Uh, both teams been struggling to find the back in it recently. Montrose, low scores in the league uh, in the last five games. Alan the second lowest. They've both been tight at the back as well. So, um, so I'm going to play a bore, boring, low-scoring draw between Aloha and Montrose. And at the bottom, Spartans and Stranraer. Guess what? Yep, a draw, 13-5. to uh, Tough to find any sort of value at the bottom this week, I thought, but finally settled on this game. Spartans have been a bit hit and miss at home this season. Stranraer have just generally been hit and miss all season. So I'm going to take Spartans and Stranraer to draw, which gives me top, middle and bottom of our Broth Dunfermline draw, Aloha and Montrose draw, and Spartans and Stranraer to draw. Tony, over at you. You'll need a wheelbarrow if them uh, three come in. Well, <laughs> good prices there, mate. Yeah, good prices. Decent. Decent. Yeah, I've gone for in the top Morton away at Airdrie, two to one. Uh, Falkirk uh, away at Annan, four to eleven. That's my nap. And uh, Peter Head at home to four fat, ten to eleven. So uh, Morton away at Airdrie, two to one. Falkirk away at Annan at four to eleven. And uh, Peter Head at home to uh, four fat at uh, ten to eleven. Also. Uh, well, not also. Four to eleven was uh, Falkirk. Anyway, uh, many thanks for listening to the latest uh, edition of the uh, Racing Pod Blast. We've gone over a little bit, uh, a little bit longer than usual this week. But me and Ben have missed each other so much. We had lots to uh, catch up on. Uh, very best luck with your betting at Ascot this weekend. And uh, remember, if you're an early riser, and catch me on Shed Hot Radio. Uh, the old racing reports are back on the radio, and I've brought them back uh, weekdays between six a.m. and nine. And you can catch more, Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. That's narrowingthefield.co.uk. Big thanks for listening this week. Have a great weekend. Uh, merry, very Merry Christmas to everyone as well. And enjoy whatever you may be getting up to during the festive period. See, Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Donna. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week.